0: The marvelous Mike Dudley, joined as
1: always by my co-host and younger brother, MD3 Marcus Dudley, checking in on you. What's going on out there in podcast land? Feels good to be back in the chair from the shadows of Dope Campbell Stadium, live wow. in Tallahassee, Florida. How you doing, man?
0: Good, man. Good, good. You know, been
1: trying to stay busy, pretty much. That's yeah. about it.
0: Uh, we're getting in a busy season at work, so it's going to be a lot more of that. And uh, other than that, just
1: been... Try not to lose my friggin' mind. Yeah, that's usually a good step in the right direction, though. That's a good step in the right direction. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and plug our lovely intro music, who uh, always puts in the hardest uh, of works. We didn't sh- hit y'all with a plug last week, so we're going to try to take care of some business up front today.
0: Shout out to Kesta for Always
1: Bright. You can always
0: check them out uh, wherever you get your musical items. And uh, you can reach us here at uh, what you' have been watching at gmail.com what's been watching podcast podcasted? I'm sorry. So we'll what, get it right. what you've been watching podcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook at Dudley Bros podcast or you can just search for what you been watching?
1: Yeah look for the colorful banner uh, done by the great Matthew uh, MKD art. Uh, so here's the million dollar question, my, my brother, uh, what you been watching, man? Well, it's uh, October, which means it's officially spooky season. It uh, is. I have
0: a, <clears throat> I have a tradition I'm trying to uh, uphold uh, where I watch a scary movie every night for the month of October. So. So
1: it's ABC Family. ABC Family. What? They do thirty nights of horror, and they do like Hocus Pocus on one. night. They do thirty Halloween movies in a oh, row. Oh, really? Yeah. Or it's freeform now, but yeah, that's what ABC Family's done thirty-one Sweet. nights of, of whatever. Anyways, doggy style. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. so I've been watching, uh, just been watching a bunch of horror movies. You know, it's, it's still early. Uh, let's see, got into uh, the 1931 version Dracula with uh, Bela Lugosi. Uh, it's great. I, I, I thought it was, uh, it, it, for being as early as it is in, in film technology, they're doing a lot of really... A lot of really special, wonderful things, like like laying the groundwork for every sort of horror movie and, and that's going to come after it. Um, it it's interesting because the whole movie is is based off of a. It's not necessarily based off of the book Dracula. It's based off of a play of the same title. So it's basically a movie version of the play. And so the the the, the mise en scene and the like the the the, the way that they use cameras to, to capture the entire space, you know, make it look like a, a stage performance. And it's, it's it's these very long shots, you know, down hallways and like lots of lots of interesting uh, dynamic between the foreground and the background in terms of, you know, where we're positioning our actors and where they're, how they, in a weird way, like they never turn their back to the camera. They're, they're, they're treating the camera like it's, it's the audience basically. Okay. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's this really weird, um, not weird in a bad way, but just weird. Like I, as someone who, who, you know, studied a lot of theater and and was, you know, a drama kid in high school, like it was very easy to recognize like, oh, they're doing a play. That's, that's what this is. Um, but it's great. I, Bela Lugosi is, is, is terrifying. He's, he's literally like the very first image of like. A vampire on screen, so everything that came after that is literally based on his work. That was the universe, Like he was one of the first universal monsters, though, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was him, and then Frankenstein, and the and Mummy, then the Mummy, and then uh, the Invisible Man was technically one too, right? Yeah, Invisible Man, and then eventually that they worked in to include. I mean, <coughs> then you get the, the werewolf creature. yeah, yeah the, the Lon Chaney werewolf. You bring in. Uh, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, you bring in uh, King Kong eventually, like all these, you know,
1: tradition of, you know, universal monsters. That's dope. That's dope. So, have you ever seen Ed Wood, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I love that one. Yeah. No, I like, uh, would you agree that uh, when he's starting to call Boris Karloff, uh, whoever, the guy who plays Bella Lugosi in the movie, um, God, what's his name, in Ed Wood? Um, either way. It was, it was, wasn't it Max von Sydow that? No, played no, no, the... no, no, no. No, he was the actor who's playing Bella Lugosi. Uh, Martin Landau. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, was Martin yeah, Landau. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. He, uh, he's sitting there calling Boris Karloff a hack. He's like, to do that, the Frankenstein thing, it takes whoa. whoa, whoa. He's like, to be Dracula, it takes presence and gravitas. Would you agree with that? <laughs> yes, yes. It's it in order to play, especially
0: a, a vampire as iconic as Dracula it's almost like stepping into the role of playing like a Batman or Superman or George Washington, you know, like the, there's, or, or, or Hamlet, you know, there's, there's everything that you do within that role is going to be compared to all the greats that have done it before you. It's, it's sort of like a, sort of like a mile marker in, in, in an actor's uh, repertoire, you know, eventually you play Hamlet, then you play Dracula, then you play the president in a movie. And eventually, you know, like you have these, certain certain waypoints along your career of like that's I have to play that
1: role you know like Dracula is kind of a staple now here's my question in this real-life documentary about a blood-sucking creature how many actual women and children perished during the making of this documentary Michael and how did they find this creature in these caves (laughs) to document it in real time for us so we have historical accuracy throughout the rest of our lives uh, How many women and children and stagehands had their blood <laughs> drained from their body in order to make this happen? In order for us to I have a think universal monster. I you're
0: confusing that with uh, vampires. No, not vampires. Kiss. What was uh, what was the Willem Dafoe movie uh, where he played Nosferatu? Oh, I don't know. Oh yeah, there, that's it's. There's a movie. There's a movie. Uh, I forget who who it was directed by, but Willem Dafoe plays you know the old Nosferatu event like literally. Uh huh. But he's actually that vampire, so they're just making a movie around him being this vampire thing. Like it's pretty fucked up. It's, Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I could remember. I don't. I want to call it. I think it's called the
1: uh, Shadow of the Vampire. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: If you get a chance to look that one up,
1: it's pretty great. No, I just wanted to derail. You got really deep into there with the mythology of Dracula, and I just wanted to derail it with <laughs> irreverence. It was really what my whole game came <laughs> I was flying too close to the sun, Very eh, careful, Uh <coughs> Pardon me, y'all. I'm getting over the, the COVIDity, uh, so I still have a bit of a lingering cough, so if you hear me cough at all during this, I'm trying my best to edit it out or do it around things. But... Uh, it is what it is. We're also doing a new setup on a computer. So if the uh, levels seem a little off, bear with us. We're uh, we're trying to get it right, but we ran out of um, memory on one. and We don't have an external hard drive, so we had to... Uh, do it on the fly. Do it yeah. on the fly with another one. So
0: We'll, we'll dial it in.
1: Don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll lock it in. So just right. bear with us on this one, y'all. We appreciate it. So, Dracula. Dracula, yep. Only seen the Bram Stoker... Uh, the Francis Coppola. Coppola. Yeah, yep. the Coppola film. Uh... It's weird, in the film studies class, they, I, they did, like, you watched a fair amount, where you, you had to watch a fair amount of the actual Nosferatu, mm-hmm. and it was mostly just a dude, like, gaunt pale with fucked up prosthetic teeth, like, yeah. just looking and lurking at the camera, like, right. and shit. Somehow, still kind of plays, though. Still kind of, like, not a lot, like, I don't think there's any dialogue in it or anything, but at no, least it's, the it's, we saw. Yeah, it.
0: it's, uh, it's a silent movie. I mean, they they used to have the old, like, phonograph play the, the you know, the mood music and what have you, right. but... Uh, yeah, the story, of, the story of that movie getting made is so weird. The, the director wanted to do Dracula and basically Stoker's uh, family or, or, or estate denied him the rights to make a movie about it because they wanted to, They were holding out for more money. So he basically just made Dracula and just called the guy something else. You know, it, it, it's Count Von Orlok or something like that. Uh, so instead of Count Dracula, it's just Count Orlok. But <laughs> the movie's called Dracula. Well, No, it's called Nosferatu, oh, Nosferatu. Uh-huh. which is just German for vampire. It's the German word for vampire, so. Nice. Yeah. So instead of just calling it literally instead of just calling it Dracula, it's just calling it vampire. Vampire.
1: <laughs> yeah, that title does not play as well. <laughs> well, didn't Zachary Kento play Nosferatu in the AMC series recently? Yes, he did. Why am I asking when I know these things? But that was called Nosferatu and they had the way they had it spelled out was like Leet speak. it was like N-O-S-4-R-T-U. Oh, oh no. Man. no. Like, oh, man. Apparently, it was actually a pretty good show, but I don't know. I don't pay attention to stuff. Sure. I don't be watching stuff on cable. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, what else have you been watching, brother? Uh, let's see. After that, I saw American Psycho. Still have not seen it. Uh,
0: it is a. I. It's not necessarily more... It's not necessarily a horror movie. It's more of a psychological thriller or a... a It's, it's basically Christian Bale is this 1980s Wall Street, you know, uh, what are they
1: called? Uh, Like like, tycoon?
0: Yeah, kind of, kind of. Like he works for one of the, one of like hedge fund companies or like one of those type deals, but he's like one of those, the revolving door of junior vice executives, you know what I mean? Right, right. There's always like the, the upper middle management, uh. But basically, it's him devolving into into his own psychosis and maybe murdering people. We're not sure. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, but yeah, it's it's Christian Bale just being an animal in every sense of the word. Just I mean, it's 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 really a study on uh, toxic masculinity, especially given the you know the the through the icon the the, the lens of like sex and business in society. It's it's almost like. Keeping up with the Joneses if he was also murderous, you know?
1: Okay. Yeah, my friend Yaz is a huge Christian Bale fan. Shout out to Yaz. Uh, and he was on a big kick. when I While I was on my Johnny Depp kick, he was on a uh, Christian Bale kick. And he watched it. So I've seen bits and pieces of it. Like the scene where he's chasing the people around with a chainsaw and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so I've seen parts of it, but never in its entirety. Because, I don't know, I got busy playing Mario Party 5 or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But no, it's one I've always wanted to watch. But uh, it's—I've heard like I think you described it aptly as just kind of like this, watching this de-evolution, this deconstruction of of a character, and somebody's kind of slipping into madness that may or may not have been reality. Yeah, the
0: the basically the movie opens with him doing his morning routine, and he basically talks about you know like I I do a. a, a pearl-cleansing face mask with aloe vera and exfoliating bubbles and da-da-da-da-da. But basically, the whole point is, like, he's just constructing an image for everybody to look at. Like, there's no real... His, the, the character's name is Patrick Bateman. He, you know, he says, there's no real Patrick Bateman. It's just, it's all this carefully constructed shell I've put around myself so that I can show you what you want to see, basically. Um, and so, yeah, just he's cheating on his girlfriend and he's going on these drug benders and just you know living this this you know 1980s new york wall street life that uh eventually he he doesn't feel satisfied in he wants more and more and he's always craving like these carnal you know very uh uh, animalistic uh cravings you know and uh he decides to give into them in lots of various ways and it's not really bloody or gory it's just more kind of fucked up scenarios uh just really sort of disturbing to think
1: about like the possibility of that i don't know it it, that a real person like this could exist sure and that there are people like this that are yeah no yeah it's i've I've heard nothing i need to sit down and watch it it's on the list of things that i've been meaning to watch for an eternity haven't done it yep haven't done it yeah so but yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, any other? What's up next on the spooky list of uh, things? What, what do you think you're gonna tackle next?
0: Uh, well, I'm. It's definitely gonna build up to. But uh, uh, Hulu is gonna release the new rebooted Hellraiser on the seventh, so definitely building towards that. Um, so next, I don't know. I might. Uh, I might try to watch a little bit of Twilight Zone episodes. I might get into. Uh, maybe Alien or Sons of the Lambs. I'm not. I'm not real sure. It's. It's really all just going to depend on when I decide to start
1: watching the movie and how late I want to stay up. Versus like... that's usually how it goes, man. <laughs> My issue is I have to be real careful what I start late at night because I will fuck around and watch the <laughs> entirety of something exactly like that now, like, exactly starting that. at like midnight, being like I'm not going to go to bed till three now. Right. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So, you know, if it. I just got to time it. If I, if, all I can, if all I can afford at that point is a quick, like, 88 minutes, like, that's all I can do. So, I can't do, you know,
1: can't start <laughs> something like that, you know. I get it, man. I do. So, anyways, uh, what else is up, man?
0: That pretty much covers it for me, man. Uh, I just, I haven't been, haven't been playing a whole lot of video games
1: lately. What you been playing? Oh, that's a good subsection. Nice segue there. Um, I've been on a 3DS kick. Uh, All the retro consoles are over here, so uh, I've been playing pretty much handheld stuff. Uh, Dragon Quest VIII, uh, for all my, (laughs) scratch my JRPG itch, man. I still need to go and finish a bunch of games, but uh, I do love me some Dragon Quest. Um, My brother Matthew really is a huge role-playing game fan, especially JRPGs. So he really put me on to, like, Final Fantasy and stuff, but my best friend John, when we were kids, he always played Dragon Quest One, and he knew how to get Edric's armor off the rip, so he would uh, always take me there. So I've been kind of a fan since then, off and on, and years ago they released 8, it was like their big re-releasing into the next generation of consoles, and they did it on PS2, and it sold really well. It was a great game, but I got it on uh, Nintendo 3DS, playing the shit out of that whenever I can, but... It's been busy, man. We just moved into the new spot and so yeah, yeah. shit feels like it never ends, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a gorgeous place, by the yeah, way. Thank you so much, man. But um yeah, so it just never ends, man. We're still not like living out of suitcases, but there's just a million boxes and shit to unpack. Right, right. But How did I accumulate all of this crap? What do I do with it? Pretty much, man. Pretty much. Um I did find out some uh, a joy, a gym as it were that was on HBO Max the other day. What's that? They had the ladies' man on freaking HBO Max, dude. Ooh, with the lady. I was scrolling through, and then I look up and I see Leon Phelps' beautiful face staring back at me (laughs) on the HBO Max screen. And I'm not capable of not pressing the enter button and pressing play. Because, one, I need to support it. I need them to know that there's an audience for this shit out there. Correct. And I am said audience. And so, yeah, I watched the entire uh, ladies' man on a whim. And Um, how many times does that make this? I honestly couldn't count. (laughs) How long is summer? That's three months. It was about every day of the summer for, oh, three years off and on, plus once a weekend for, I don't know. No, it was probably several hundred Yeah, I do it. But um, I didn't realize. It's weird. Like, of all the times that I've, like, I've rapped in public or something like that. It may impress people. What consistently impresses people more is my memory of movie quotes. (laughs) Like if I've seen a movie a few times and you just throw out a line, it's like I I just start diving deep into it. And I can damn near quote the whole freaking thing. And I do it all the time at work and everyone's like, dude, I can't mention a movie around you because you just start doing the whole damn thing. And I, I caught myself doing it with the ladies' man, so I just tried to stay quiet. But it's real, like it's an active participation on my part to not just yell out the lines as they're doing it. To be like, yeah, yeah, fucking, it's hard not to do it here right now. But, like, talk about debit. And no, that's the butt. That's the butt. Also, I like tenny. You're like, And I'll just yell out randomly, like, Kinko's, good people there. <laughs> Every time I drive by one, and no one knows what I'm talking about, but it all stems from that movie. Dear Marcus, stop. Yeah, stop. The 70s are over. Stop. Or I dropped groceries the other day. You're a very bad mailman. That's exactly what I said. And this is not from Jimmy Walker. Yeah, like, can you help me get the groceries out of the car? Oh, I seem to be dropping all your groceries. I guess I'm a bad grocery getter. You are not a, you're not a, cl- you said, no, I'm a clumsy grocery getter. You are not a clumsy grocery getter. You are a bad grocery getter. And if is not from Jimmy Walker, <laughs> I can't help myself. See, even then it just pivots. <laughs> but yeah, so I watched that movie and boiled in my seat trying not to yell out everyone. line. <laughs> Bikes! <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but no, my question to you is, and here's, here's the thing. Where does this, because it is a Saturday Night Live movie, and it was actually one of their better sketches that actually, in my opinion, would have made sense to do it. There was enough of the character there that you could stretch it in 90 minutes. Sure. Now, it got critically roasted. Like, it's at 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. People hate the ladies, man. Critically and commercially, it flopped. So, where does it rank in terms of Saturday Night Live films to you? And not counting, excuse me, not counting Tommy Boy, while yes, that was Lorne Michaels produced. It was not that was not a character based off of a sketch. Okay, so So it's not actually yeah, based off of a sketch that you saw there first.
0: Uh, Let's see. Starting at the top, I would probably have to say we have a list over there somewhere.
1: We we have it. We do. Hang on just a moment. The list is coming. There we go. Right. I got you right here, brother. This is your tax dollars hard at work (laughs) that we don't benefit from. So I don't know where that came from. Anyways, so yeah yeah, got a list here. All right. Let's see it. Do you want me to just yell them out and you rank them? How many are there? Just I just there's 12. Maybe? 12? Okay, yeah. Bob Roberts is one I've never seen. Apparently it's Tim Robbins did it. I No idea. I have no point of reference for that one, so it's going to go right in the middle. Okay, good, <laughs> good call. I think it's the bottom of my tier because I don't know it exists. Right, right. So, okay. Wayne's World, the first one. Where do you put that in the ranking?
0: That's going to be pretty hard to be. That's going to be probably number one or number two right off the bat. Okay, what about Wayne's World 2? Would that be 2? <laughs> I mean, it's essentially the same movie. So, <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah. It's, it, it, it really depends on which one I've seen more recently. Uh, you know what? I would say Wayne's World 1, just because we get uh, Tia Carrera uh, doing her her punk rock thing, and I love that song. Her version
1: of Ballroom Blitz is dope. Yeah, it is. It is a good, good rendition. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you would say Wayne's World on a scale of like A, B, C, D. Where would you put it? In oh, that's, terms that's, of SNL, is that the A the ASNL yeah, yeah, game? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's the that's the that's that would definitely be an A plus movie. Okay, all right, Blues Brothers. That's another A plus. See, that would probably come in second or third, depending. Maybe just edge out Wayne's World two, maybe just a little bit. Okay, Blues Brothers two thousand though. That's that's going to be a little bit lower, only just because I mean, trying to recapture the lightning in the bottle that was the magic of the Blues Brothers. I mean, getting
1: all those minus a Belushi. Yeah, a pretty good
0: Belushi. Right, right. <laughs> Why do they always take the good Belushi? Exactly.
1: <laughs> What's they say in BoJack Horseman? She's like, uh, assistants are like Belushi Brothers. The good ones leave too soon, and the, <laughs> and the bad ones never leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah, uh, yeah Belushi Brothers 2000 is pretty rough. I mean,
0: they did bring in John Goodman to, to replace him, so I love me some Johnny Goods. I don't hate the movie. It's just definitely not as good. It, it's basically like the only reason f- to watch the Blues Brother 2000 is just because you get more of the like soul and R&B cameos. You know, they bring in Willie Nelson a couple of like... Erykah Badu's. Erykah Badu. Exactly. So it's really just to check in and be like, ooh, who are
1: they going to get for this one? Blues Brothers 2000 playing on WGN somewhere in the near future <laughs> in a local area near you. Check your local list. Probably right now. On <laughs> <laughs> well, Bounce. Hey, Bounce plays some good shit sometimes now, man. Just,
0: just scroll
1: <coughs> just scroll through your television channels your, or your cable channels and you will find Blues Brothers 2000 playing somewhere on there. I actually have, I'm so old school, I actually have a digital antenna set up and I check in. Bounce, I'm telling you, we'll play some good movies sometimes. I watched Idlewild on it pretty recently. Nice. Great movie. Great movie. Great um, movie. Okay, so Blues Brothers two thousand. That's in the C minus D range. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, What about? Let's see. We got. I'm gonna skip that one. Coneheads. Coneheads was good, man. I liked it.
0: Maybe. Maybe B minus, C plus, somewhere in there. Upper middle tier. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely not middle tier, but
1: it's definitely not pushing into good territory. Okay, and now what about Superstar? The great Molly Shannon vehicle with Will Ferrell. I mean,
0: it's Molly Shannon and Will Ferrell. That, that's going to be probably a C- minus for me. Just how many different ways can you watch her fall down? I
1: mean, apparently all the ways, so that's yeah. fine. But I think it was one of those things where it's like they reward her and Ferrell for just doing so many, like, being on SNL so long. And they're yeah. like, we could cash this in for you guys, you know. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I apparently, like, the word on the street was, like, when, when Will Ferrell was working there. That's why he's the only one that has a best-of volume, three of them. Like, he has three <laughs> different best-of <laughs> right. ones. Because, like, everyone saying when they worked with him, they were like, you didn't even really have to write for Will. He just came up with a character, and it was just funny. Like, week right. in and week out. Week in and week, It was just like, oh, me and Sherry O'Terry are going to be on screen for five minutes. Don't worry about it. Just roll cameras. Right. And it was just like, fuck, man. Like, it's so I hard a to-
0: cheerleading costume and a dead possum. Go. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that was his thing,
1: so... I think that was kind of like their reward to be like, here you go, you guys have been. Sherry O'Terry, Molly Shan, it was a good run in SNL back then. Um, so Superstar, yeah, it's pretty bad in my opinion. Yeah, uh, We get into also Night at the Roxbury. Again, I... In
0: retrospect, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, it, well, even when I saw it was bad. I I never, I'm not a huge Chris Kattan fan. I, you don't like Chrissy Katz? Nah, he's alright. I mean... There's definitely been worse SNL members for sure. Nobody touches the mango. Yeah, mm.
1: it's all Maybe. right. Yeah, and I'll put it this way: at least he's not Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I I don't understand the love for that guy. He, yeah. Some people just rub you the wrong way. Like it's just respect to him. Whatever. He's popular. I get it. But like, ugh, that's you put a non-comedian on the Tonight Show. It's like, watch us embarrass your childhood idols while we play. Children's games with them all night. Like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. So, uh, word from our sponsor, The Tonight Show? Uh, No, no, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so we got another one. Definitely not anymore. (laughs) Not anymore. Uh, Stuart Saves His Family, which is, yeah, Stuart Smiley, which is a great character. The movie I remember. Like, we were at, I think one of my friend's parents or something kind of rented it for us when we were, like, young. like, oh, you guys, here's a movie so you can go, whatever, like a sleepover kind of thing. And it got rented. And I remember nothing about that movie. (laughs) I remember, like, the I'm good enough and don't get people like me and all that. And that was about it. That's all I remember from it. But that's just the sketch. Yeah, right. Like, there was nothing memorable about it. So, obviously low tier. Low tier, And now... That's in the D, F range, maybe. And now, here's my favorite one, which Michael didn't even know that this existed till just a moment ago. Oh, my God. Now, there was a character on Saturday Night Live named Pact. Mm-hmm. And the whole premise of this character was every, you know, it's a three-to-five-minute sketch, and the whole thing was everyone trying to set this person up to figure out if it's a guy or a girl, a boy or a girl, and it's right. this androgynously jazz, like, dressed... Pudgy kinda like or ambiguously dressed, kinda pudgy, like curly haired, and he talked like this, and you never knew if it was a guy or a girl. Right, right. I bring all this up to say that there is a movie called It's Pat. Ooh, the movie. Who was the player? It was uh Oh man. Uh I can tell you, give me two seconds while we kill loose air. No, that's there you go, Michael, hit him with it squee dee 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 squee ba boo boo ba boo ba. squee-bo That's from... uh, All right, let's see. It's Pat. It's a 1994 film. It is Julia Sweeney. (laughs)
0: Julia Sweeney. That's That's it. That's right. Yeah.
1: Okay, good. Yeah. That was going to bug the piss out of you. Yeah, box office. $60,000. It made $60,000? $60,000. Eight hundred twenty-two. dollars Okay.
0: Here's the... and, And I'll tell you why. Because you can't stretch 90
1: minutes out of, is it a boy or a
0: girl?
1: Please take your time. Pause this podcast right now. And go watch the trailer. You did it? Wasn't that goddamn miserable? Yeah, imagine that for <laughs> 88 to 90 minutes. That shit looks atrocious. But yes, that is an SNL We movie. must watch it. I gotta watch this <laughs> one, I can watch anything once and I'm gonna put it to the test. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have to. We have to see how bad this gets. It's Pat the movie. <laughs> Dude, that yeah, go watch that trailer again. Just to yes, it is a real thing and the whole premise is is it a guy or a girl? And they got like the two dudes and they're like, Are you a brother or a sister? I'm just Pat. Oh, <laughs> and, oh man. Jesus. Eighty-eight minutes of that's gonna be great. <laughs> Anyways, on the next one you've been watching. <laughs> the review of It's Pat. The Roaring Review. Okay. See I I ask all that question to give you guys some context. Now there's two other movies that I left off the list because these to me are top tier. The ladies man. It gets critically panned and fucking for being this fucking dog shit movie, but like it's a good character and yes, I'm biased, obviously, but to me it is up there with Wayne's the world. It really is. It is so fucking funny. And apparently everybody I know that watches it is like, No, it's only funny when I watch it with me. <laughs> Like it doesn't translate if you're not there laughing with me, like or like telling me how great this is. Like you convince me that this movie's great. All these times. Maybe that's how it happened to me. My friend Seth Hubbard told me about it and started quoting it and I was dying laughing. And so maybe it was just funny in my mind before I even saw it, like somebody cued me up for it. Right, 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 right. so it's just been fucking hysterical every time since. But yeah, I to me, the ladies' band is top tier. The only other movie that I think is also critically panned and destroyed is MacGruber. McGruber oh, is also an SNL sketch and I've seen this movie <laughs> it's not been out as long as, as Ladies Man but it is on the path of being watched as many times as the Ladies Man I fucking love that movie and that to me is top tier SNL <laughs> is MacGruber and Ladies Man you guys can call me whatever you will and then maybe Wayne's World then maybe Blues Brothers then maybe Coneheads and the rest eh, whatever well actually it's pad is super top tier after I watch it <laughs> I'm gassed up to watch this movie dude Gonna be fucking incredible. I just love that you and I. When you told me about this movie, I was like, "To my ladies man or it's Pat?" No, no,
0: it, it's Pat. It's Pat. When you, when, when you broke down, like they made an it's Pat movie. I was like, I have zero memory of any of of, of the trailer. I don't remember ever hearing about it. And at least like Stuart saves his family. I kind of vaguely remember the trailer a little bit. I remember bits and pieces of the movie. You know, whatever. Zero, zero recollection of this. It was if the it was plucked from my mind by the Matrix, and yeah. after watching the trailer, I gotta say I'm really glad it was gone. I don't know. It's sort of like losing my virginity. Like now that I know that that exists, I'm forever changed,
1: and I'm not sure if if, if it's for the better yet. <laughs> Michael, we're watching this movie. <laughs> what you're trying to do now is you're trying to set up. That you're not going to watch it. But I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm already on to your little, like... You're trying to play set the board so you can weasel out of watching this film. And I'm telling you, I'm already on to your scheme. And it's not going to happen. No part of that looks entertaining at all. We watched the first minute and a
0: half of the movie. And, and we got tricked into watching it. Got- they said it was the trailer. And I was like, what the fuck? And it was just the first minute and a half of the movie. And they threw out probably what... 15, 18, 20 jokes. And how many of them did we even smirk or get a chuckle out of? All of them. Not a goddamn one. <laughs> it was miserable.
1: People have turned this podcast off. Really. You guys went on a five minute tirade <laughs> about It's Pat, the movie. One, why do you motherfuckers care? Two, I didn't even know this movie exists. So why, why have you made me care vicariously through YouTube videos? <laughs> Yes, it's welcome to
0: every conversation we've ever had. That's pretty
1: much it—is us going off on tangents about stupid shit that doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, man, I'm telling you, dude. So, Michael, I know that your list of SNL movies is wrong, but you wouldn't even put MacGruber anywhere near it, would you?
0: Not my particular flavor. I mean, it's MacGruber is not bad. I just don't like the character of MacGruber.
1: I—it's just not really my forte. Hey, Willie Forts. Anyways. Um, but yeah, Ladies Man, I'm going to watch that movie 20 more times in the two years, as long as it's on HBO Max. So, uh, yeah, the only other thing, definitely, to pivot off of SNL sketches, but I don't know why Ladies Man is so critically, like, shit on. Are there any, oh, before I get off of that, are there any other movies that you love that are critically just shit on? Or, like, uh, box office-wise and... Well, I mean, I'm a Kevin Smith's fan, so I could name
0: probably about four of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some of uh, his movies did pretty well critically, at least. Sure, sure. But I mean, even even the stuff that he kind of swung for the fences during his like experimental period. Like, I'm a huge fan of Tusk. That one was not very very well received. I'm a even bigger fan of Red State, which I mean, almost nobody saw and was very historically panned because. A, he kind of had, had a meltdown was like, I'm done making movies and you guys can all go fuck yourself. And we see how that worked out. But um, uh, those would be two that I would think are, are pretty pretty critically and, and economically panned. Uh, Dark City is another one. Dark City is a good movie, though. That's the I, Jennifer
1: Connelly one, right? Yeah, yeah with Rufus
0: Sewell yeah. and um, Keith like Sutherland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know that it was very well received. Like, I know it did make a whole bunch of money. Like, it, it, at best, it maybe broke even, but.
1: Yeah. No, that was the entry. That was kind of a mind fuck of a movie, though, man. It was pretty good, though. It's like pre matrix kind of. So it, like, Equilibrium was another one that I actually liked. That was it, I think its imagination exceeded its grasp in the sense of it wasn't like a big, like, didn't have a huge budget, but it kind of made it work. Sure. Um, Equilibrium was pretty cool, though. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, I think every comedy I like is like that, because The Pest is another one that got shit on, Half-Baked, critically. I mean, right. Half-Baked opened up against, like, Titanic, like, Gladiator. It was... Right, it got, right, whatever it was. It was right. a bunch of huge movies with that summer that came but out. But
0: the people that went and saw that movie fell in love with it, and, like, it's... Admittedly, that movie has grown into sort of a cult status movie. And it, it, it was something that was... It, at least during my day was passed around and, and, and shown at birthday parties and sleepovers and, and all the, you know, anytime you, you were hanging out with friends, you know, somebody had it on VHS or, or it, I mean, e- even there was a point where it was heavily edited, but they would show it on like TBS or TNT. Comedy Central. Yeah. yeah. Comedy Central. Yeah. Um, so, but not as much as I love pudding. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that although that one maybe wasn't didn't do so well when it was in theaters, just because, again, I mean, it was opening against Titanic and a bunch of other really heavy hitters. I mean, of course, like, nobody's going to go see that movie except for stoners and people who have
1: nothing but, you know, who are into the pot culture, so. Right, and Chappelle fans. And right. he, he doesn't have the pull like he had back then. Oh, no, 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 like, no. Even Step Brothers says a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. And that, to me, is one of the funniest movies of all time. I
0: I would agree. I mean, a lot of that has to do with the dynamic of John C. Riley and Will Ferrell just playing off of each other. I mean, it's it's why they've made so many good movies together. I mean, Step Brothers, they did uh, Talladega, they did... um...
1: Well, those two were pretty good. (laughs) No, those those two were pretty good. Uh, uh, Holmes and Watson (laughs) was really
0: bad. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I did forget about Holmes and Watson. That's right. (coughs) Yeah, that one was
1: pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. But whatever, it is what it is. That's after they him and Adam McKay, the director, he, he went on to go do... Um, Adam McKay directed Anchorman, and he directed Step Brothers, and he directed mm. Talladega Nights. He did The Other Guys, and then they kind of had a breakup. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, and he, he went on to go do... Um, what was that movie? Uh, the Big Short and Vice. Oh, yeah, yeah. He wanted to be and, a real yeah, filmmaker. Yeah, instead of making fart joke movies. But I think that's like the big... Problem with Step Brothers is people are like, oh, a sub sophomore in Immature, and it just goes on to be two hours. But it's like, dude, that movie has a lot of heart too. Like, it's and fucking also, funny.
0: what's wrong with Immature and and sub sophomore? Sub sophomore. I can't
1: spell those words.
0: <laughs> I mean, what's re- me personally? I love a good dick and fart joke. I really do. Doesn't. And especially if it's just two grown men acting silly for two hours, I am. I, I, I love that. That's that's the whole basis of the Three Stooges and everything that you know. I, every vaudeville
1: act and Abbott and Costello and and it's the whole premise of the movie is that it's just arrested development. They have this trauma from their parents splitting and they've never grown the fuck up. Right, right. And what they right. don't understand is that this lifestyle is a choice. <laughs> and I relate to that. <laughs> no, um, I would like to bring on Angie's kid Sawyer. Him and I have watched Step Brothers together I'll a bet. lot, and it's one of those. We can make a reference about things that most people won't get, and they'll be like, "What are you talking about all the time?" Were you guys smashing pumpkins in the garage? Yeah, yeah, we do all that, <laughs> or we'll just get a present and we'll like, oh, like I think we're opening up gifts one day, and he's like, "Bomb it down the fairway, bitches!" <laughs> like, I'm like, "Callaway three wood," like I know exactly what he's talking about, and most people are like, what "The fuck are y'all babbling about?" So, anyways, but yeah, it's I think it's just how it is, man. Like, I think I just like a lot of critically and. I mean, Step of those commercially a success, like definitely by word of mouth, like a lot of those, those all time comedies made so much money back in the day, just on like movie rentals and word of mouth and stuff like that. that well, sure. Yeah. It yeah, stayed yeah. in rotation at, you know, movie galleries and blockbusters and uh, home video and stuff mm-hmm. that really got a lot of sequels made and kept a lot of studios afloat. Well, and that that was the the big secret of of movies back then
0: was especially during the the VHS revolution when you know every home had their you know their own tape players and you could start you know it, when when tapes first started coming out you know they were you know a hundred bucks eighty bucks per tape yeah it was and, pretty steep back then and so that's that's why places like that's why places like you know blockbuster and you know movie gallery and home video all were able to flourish because they would just buy the tapes loan them out to you for a nominal fee and then you could it, it was genius it was it was, it revolutionized the whole business and so now all of a sudden studios had a second bite at the apple it was it wasn't just you release your movie and you, it, you run it for as long as it's making money and then it's and, people, it goes away. It, and then it goes away and and maybe if, in in 10 years you can throw it back in the theaters if there's if there's really a want for that but typically that didn't happen you know like something like gone with the wind where they would just show it in you know in perpetuity every year wasn't really the norm you know no. that wasn't that wasn't something that happened all the time so when you bring in these video movie uh, rental places and then these studios are are making more money off of movies that they thought were, you know, that got released in theaters, maybe they didn't do so well and now all of a sudden they're generating more money in rental sales than they ever did in theaters. Right. It changed the business. It's, yeah.
1: I mean, anyway, sorry. That was no, no, a, that was good. a wild tangent. <laughs> no, you're good, man. It's a uh, it's it's just kind of cool that like a lot of these movies kind of found their legs there and Step Brothers was that way too. It didn't really like take-off take-off in the theaters. Like, it did well enough, but, like, it wasn't... It, it found its legs on home video. And that's why, eventually, it's kind of like when you go to, like, your, like, online video game store, While you can buy, like, really good old games, like Okami or, like, Street Fighter Two, mm-hmm. you can get for, like, five bucks now. Because it's made so much money over right, the years, right. and it's like, we can pretty much give this to you at a super discounted price, because at this point, it's all... It's paid itself back, so anything that we make off of it is just straight to us. We want to make it accessible... And Step Brothers is that same way. That's why you mm-hmm. go find a three-pack of It, The Other Guys, and Talladega Nights all in one sitting. Oh, sure. So. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, that was a weird tangent, but yeah, <laughs> me liking shitty movies like that. Um, the other two things I've been watching, which may fall into this category, um, I've been watching some Reno 911. Yeah. I um, I love the movie. The movie is one of the, the Reno 911 in Miami. Um, I've seen it a lot of times as well. I haven't seen the new one, the Into the Queue, where they investigate QAnon. It seems really funny. It's on Paramount Plus. I gotta check that one out. But um, Sawyer and Angie, as you guys well know, Angie's my lovely, my lovely uh, lady partner, and uh, her son Sawyer moved down from Maryland to Florida, and they had never seen the sketch. The Where you from? You don't know Gator. Uh, <laughs> you go one, two, three, four, five, then it split to a double. I mean, this gator fifty years old before. That I mean, this gator been attacked. So you gotta come with gator not like a prey, but like a predator. <laughs> and so they had never seen that. Oh, this gator dead. Oh, this gator dead. <laughs> you scared of that predator? Where you from? You don't know gator? Yeah, that guy rules. Uh, so I've been, <laughs> I showed him that, and so that's that's been quoted around the house a lot too. I'm gonna try to get him to sit down and watch the actual movie, but I've been going back and watching the show, and I fucking love the show, man. Like. Anytime you hear, like, I'll put on some shoes or something like that, and I'm like, what you doing? A new boot goofing. Goofing, yeah, new boot goofing. <laughs> You'll probably see that on the internet somewhere, but that's where it got its start from is that <laughs> fucking show, man. So I've been watching that a lot, and I've uh, been going back and watching the early uh, Workaholics. Oh, yeah. I love those boys, man. Yeah, those yeah. Those boys yeah. are fucking hilarious to me, man. Yeah. Would you, if you, yeah. It, to me, it's like I was actually asking myself this: like, if I had to deal with only one set of crew, would it be the workaholics or would it be the Always Sunny gang?
0: I might mm. I might have to hang
1: out with the workaholics, man. They're just as idiotic, and now they're better people. Like that they try, is true. they try to care.
0: That, yeah, that is true. They are better people. However, I would the, the Always Sunny gang, like as shitty people as they are, and and, and like the, the the maelstrom of of destruction that they bring everywhere around them they're always at the very center of the storm so they're relatively unaffected constantly yeah so as 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 bad as it is for everyone else around them they tend to walk away generally unscathed and so i, I would probably have to say the sunny gang
1: yeah that's that's not yeah yeah that's, that's like they live guy. in a pretty consequence free free world yeah because they're terrible people <laughs> they have no remorse for anything but now I've been going back and watching Workaholics, man. That's my show, man. It's uh there's just so many little sayings that I've that have entered my vocabulary because of that show. Mm-hmm. That I, I know that they didn't create it. Well, some of it they did, like the Sco and like they talking about the Volvo and he's like the Vo's a Sco. Like Sco is Let's Go, so mm-hmm. be, and then they just shorten it as the seasons go on. It used to be like Let's Go, and then it just Sco. <laughs> and it's like they just thought one finger and Sco. Um, And the Volvo, the is a scow. And he's talking about taking a poop. And he's like, I'm going to be in here scratching out a growler. (laughs) And the way he says it, it's so funny. (laughs) It's just some of the shit that they say with a straight face gets me every fucking time. And I know the joke is coming. Like, I could say it again. Like, just scratching out a growler is a fucking (laughs) funny, those three words together. It's just really fucking funny. So, I forgot how much I love those boys. And every time, I've said this on the podcast before, but every time those boys show up in something else, or like Jillian Bell, who mm-hmm. um, was in like. Um, Workaholics. Yeah, she was in Workaholics, but she was in um, 21 Jump Street and 22. Uh, oh, right, right. Yeah, like she'll show up in some of these things, or she was in 22, either way. But like she'll show up in some of these things, and I'm always like, hey, like. Good to see you still working, you know. Right. Rebel Wilson was in one episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, man, Craig Robinson showing up in episode. Yeah, there's a thing. lot of yeah, people. Yeah. Ben Stiller showed up in one. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm going back and watching some workaholics, and I genuinely get a kick out of that show Good. very much. Good. I, I was
0: really into that show at first. I think it got a little played out at the end. Not that they were recycling material, just. It definitely wasn't as good as material as, as as they started with.
1: Yeah, the first three or four. I think I want like seven seasons mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Like the first three or four is pretty strong. Sure, like, sure, yeah. But and it's still funny after that. But to me, Sunny is kind of the same way. Like after like Matt getting fat to me kind of reinvigorated the series a little bit. And then it's like he turned gay, and now it's it is natural with any show. It kind of become, in my opinion, it kind of becomes a shadow of itself. Sure. And it doesn't mean it's not funny. It right. doesn't mean that it's not. Equally as good. It just has a different feel to it.
0: It's the Simpsons paradigm. They're so successful that it's never going to get canceled. Yeah. But nobody's really entertained by it anymore. I am personally. (laughs) But
1: but like, also the Simpsons crushes overseas. Well, that's also true. Yeah, it crushes overseas. That's also true. But um, there's a joke about in order to be an American citizen, you have to take a Simpsons test. Yep. Yeah, so. But no, uh, Workaholics is like that for me though, man. I... I enjoy the, the first three or four seasons a lot. Sunny, same way. But, yeah, I've, I've been on a kick with those. And even then, like, it's also one of those shows that it knows when it's when it's run its course. It's like, hey, man, we've had a good run. Like, let's, right. you know, let's go out. You know, you kind of ask Comedy Central, like, we got one more in us. And after that, like, we'll put a bow on everything and we're out. And it's like, right. I like when people get that chance. Kinda, sure, kinda sure. Thing. It's like. We know we're not pulling in the ratings like and, we used to. And, but. and
0: plus, if, if ever, you know, there becomes a huge demand or a resurgence in their popularity, like, it's nothing for Comedy Central to be like, hey, you guys want to come do a, you know, channel-exclusive movie? Right. Or a miniseries or, you know, three-part epic event? Or what, you know, whatever. Like, whatever it is that they think that they can, you
1: know, squeeze more money out of and more entertainment value out of, then, yeah, why not? I also just like stories like that. Like, those guys were just did improv, it was Mail Order, mail order Comedy was their improv group, mm-hmm. and they just did a bunch of shit online for, like, YouTube, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of, like, found some leg, and they had a bunch of different premises, and then, like, the, the Workaholics one, they called it something different, but, like, it just kind of took off, Yeah, and then they just yeah. kept doing it, and then they got a show out of it, and then before you know it, they got a primetime Netflix deal movie to do a game over, man, and it's, like, good for you, like, yeah, good for yeah, you guys, yeah, yeah. man, like. And apparently, Adam Devine, uh, there was, there was a I was listening to a comedian tell stories about him, um, and they were talking about, he used to work the door, I think, in Nebraska, where he's from. He would work the door at one of the Funny Bones or something like that. Sure. And he was just such a good guy to hang out with, that they started giving him stage time, like other comedians, like, dude, you're pretty fucking funny, like, you say you want stage time, and they just started giving him stage time. And he just was always appreciative, but it just became him being, like, a good dude, and awesome. I like stories like that yeah, of like yeah. some small town middle Nebraska kid working the door, schmoozing his way up to the top, and like, but not like schmoozing like in terms of like trying to get something out of yeah, out just out a good hang, trying to yeah, just, just trying to like, like hey, can what go. can I do to help out yeah, yeah, or like hey, you guys got any weed around here? He's like, I'll get you some weed. <laughs> I'm making that up. I'm, right. I'm you know allegedly, allegedly. I'm just saying maybe that's a scenario that played out. Like yeah, I'll get you some weed. I'll hang on, like. So good for him. I I like stories like that, and those guys just seem infinitely likable and cool, so shout out to the Workaholics, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, That's all I've been watching. Do you want to take a break from our sponsor? I got a good one for us. Yeah, man. Let's hear from our sponsor. All right. Uh, We'll be right back after a message from our sponsor, The Color Purple. The movie? And we are back. We want to thank our sponsor, The Color Purple. Are we talking about the movie? Are we talking about the actual color like they do on Sesame Street? We don't know, we're just thankful, <laughs> and we appreciate their support. Um, anyways. Um, we appreciate green. That's what we appreciate, We appreciate sponsorship. That. Half of it's red, <laughs> the other half's blue, you know, whatever. Ducats, that's what we want. Yeah, that's what we want. The really. color gold. Right. Uh, anyways, uh, in some other news, uh, did you check, there was a couple trailers or, or teasers that dropped. Um, did you see the Black Panther 2? Uh, buy your tickets now promo. Oh, sir, I watched that so many times. Press I can't sh- wait to see this. Shit movie. is gonna be incredible. Oh, it's gonna be great. Allegedly, though, I don't want to perpetrate or anything like that. I don't know if this is what white people can do, but <laughs> apparently, when they showed the the funeral of um, the funeral procession in the previous trailer for T'Challa right. for T'Challa, everyone's like everyone dressed in white. So everyone's like, that's the uniform. It's the Chadwick Boseman memorial movie. I, I'm down. down so. I'm gonna put it out there. I'll probably be in a white t-shirt and maybe something else white. I will as well. Because not trying to culture vulture or anything like that. But hey, man, Chadwick was a got, gift to all of us. Man. No, Chadwick yeah, was a gift to yeah, all. Yeah,
0: of yeah. Us. I'm not trying to culture vulture. I'm just I'm trying to participate. Like it's, okay. not, it's not it's not no malice. There's no ill intent there. It's I just want to be a part of part of something cool, man. Yeah,
1: hey Man. So, anyways, yeah, that trailer though. Yeah, all I, white uniform. I will be there. That trailer got me fucking hooked, man. They showed some iron heart and that shit. Yeah. If yeah. you haven't, if you don't know what we're talking about, just Google the newest trailer of or YouTube the newest trailer of Black Panther 2 and we'll wait for a second. That shit was great. That shit was dope. Wasn't that shit was great.
0: Namor floating there with his little ankle winglets. That was great. <laughs> ankle winglets?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun word to
0: say. <laughs> ankle winglets. Yeah. They talk about him being the uh the the winged serpent. The winged
1: serpent? Yeah. Like
0: yeah, the, the the whole the whole point of uh, no 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 he's not a king he's not a leader he's their god he's he is their reason for existence like they are so unbelievably devoted to him like we don't stand a chance and if they're gonna follow his every single word and he
1: wants to conquer us guess what's gonna happen we about to get fucked yeah, up we are about to get fucked up that's the whole thing is when she tells him to his face like I hear what you whisper that our protector is gone. And it's like, oh shit, he's about to wage war on fucking Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck up out of here, man. That movie's gonna be rugged raw though. November eleventh, be there or don't. I don't really care because I'm gonna be. I I will definitely be there. Yeah. So Michael, uh, buy us some tickets. <laughs> Actually, donate money. Uh, you can just send us. We don't have a Venmo or anything. But just email us at What You've Been Watching Podcast if you want to support our movie going habits. That's right. I will give you my personal address if you are sending me. <laughs> A fucking movie ticket for this shit. Just put the dollar bills in a Manila envelope and send it to what you've
0: been watching studios. <laughs> yeah. We'll make sure it gets spread around appropriately. <laughs> right. We'll make sure we, it goes where it needs to go. Don't you worry about that. Once we get
1: it in our mail, it's our money. The passcode to the door is six nine six nine six nine. Anyways, uh, no, but that that looks incredible. The other big teaser trailer is uh deadpool 3 got announced dude my God. and it's like next year yeah yeah it's coming like march or april of next I mean, year right? 23 whatever it is yeah, yeah 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 i let's fucking go let's do this and the big news is is what's the big news put it on you son hit him hit him with it hugh jackman is coming back as wolverine now is anybody really surprised by this not particularly, but at the same time, yes. <laughs> he always said he like he would come back like if there was a good reason to, and he's not fucking with the legacy of the movie Logan. Right. Like we know how, like we've seen the bookend. Like right. it's, it's right. Logan, and they've right. said that like that movie takes place in twenty twenty nine. Our movie's taking place in this, so whatever, whatever. We're not we're not messing with that. Right. right. But we are gonna play with Deadpool and Wolverine,
0: which is all we've ever really wanted since the inception of the Deadpool movie from the jump like one was great it was a great character building and world building you know sort of setting the rules and parameters of the sandbox and then Deadpool 2 was just like oh we're going to play in the in the same sandbox but here's a bunch more toys to play with right and then now we're getting the big shiny expensive toy that we all really wanted anyway so yeah let's do that yeah, no, I'm all for it, man. I am I am all for watching Ryan Reynolds' wisecrack around uh, Hugh Jackman slaughtering people. Um... It's going
1: to be violent, too. Like, <laughs>
0: they're going to fuck each other up. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, be great. It's going to be so good. And finally, we're, we're going to see, you know, I, I don't know if there's any truth to this, but allegedly Deadpool, in some relevance, takes place during the MCU. But... That has yet to be
1: seen or tied together. Yeah, how they're going to connect that, I don't know. Uh, I I trust them on this one. I really do. Um, I think I think they're really smart in the fact. I mean, Kevin Feige obviously is the most successful movie producer of all time. Mm-hmm. He just is right. Like, um, but like I I like the fact that he kind of had a hands off approach when it came to the actual production of Deadpool three. Of like, everyone's like, oh, is it going to be rated R? And he he assured everyone like. We're not touching their formula. Right, right, like right. we can put it under Searchlight Pictures. He didn't say this, but we all know. Like we can put it under Searchlight Pictures, which isn't it used to be Fox Searchlight. Right. Now it's just Searchlight Pictures. Like we can do that, and it still is in the MCU because Disney won't put out a rated R movie. We'll put it on the streaming channel, but like we're not gonna have that attached to it. It's still a part of the MCU, though. Sure, sure. So like we're not we're not like what they've done is work. It's two of the highest grossing rated R films of all time. Like, it just is. So, like, why would Kevin Feige want to fuck and fucking step in and be like, well, we're not going to do it that way anymore. What right. they're looking for him to do is be the connective tissue. And, like, and I think that's smart in the sense of, like, whatever that stinger is, it's going to be a hell of a stinger at the end. Whatever the teaser is. Oh, yeah. Or it might not be, and they go, I don't know, we'll figure it out later. Sure, sure. But, like, the writers have all come forth, uh, come forth and said that, like, yeah, Kevin Feige, he's not really... Over our shoulder, saying this has to be Disneyfied, this has to be MCU-fied. Right. He's mostly it's, he's
0: mostly there in a capacity to, to talk about certain things like you can't do this because the world is yeah because it it fucks with something we have coming down the down the line or plays with with the chronology a little bit too much. So he's basically he, he's not driving the ship. He's just saying hey, you guys can play as much you want, but here's sort of the parameters right. of you this. This is a sacred area that you can't really go into for reasons that have yet to be disclosed. That I'd have to kill you if I
1: told you. Right, right, right. Yeah. He's like, your cute little Deadpool movie ain't got shit on this box office behemoth. (laughs) I'm trying to steer (laughs) into fucking Disney's pocket. So don't fuck with that and we're good. Right, 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 (laughs) right. Yeah. Right.
0: Always give right of
1: way to the bigger ship. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's dope, man. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Their their chemistry, obviously, those two, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, are pretty good. <coughs> friends, but, um, it was kind of a cute moment in the trailer when they're talking about, it, and they play fight, mm-hmm. and you can tell Hugh Jackman actually kind of hit Ryan a little hard, and he like genuinely got concerned. He's like, "Oh, buddy," like pats him while they they blank out the music and or the, the the dialogue the dialogue, and all you hear is music, but. Lip readers have already done their their toll on it. They don't really say anything, like, revealing. It's just them. It's basically like me and you talking. Like, and it, then he fucks him up. And then
0: he's going to slash him. And then he came in with it. And now and it was like, yeah, then you're going to do shooting that. him in the head like got this. got this
1: here. Right. And I'm stabbing him in the stomach. Like, yeah.
0: So. It's like it's like us when we get really hyped
1: up about something. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, but no, I, I'm interested to see how they bring in, uh, Deadpool into the fold, which... Kind of, I've been watching She Hulk as well as it's unveiling. We've got two more episodes left or mm-hmm. whatever. But um, I'm going to bring it up real quick, only in. We haven't really talked about it that much, uh, this aspect of that show. In episode one, there's a huge pivotal point that no one on the internet's talking about. They go, by the way, superhumans are popping up everywhere. Right. So much so that we need a law division here. Right. So like the right. sandbox it just with two lines of dialogue just went boom, we're bigger now. Right. There's right. there's shape shifting wizards or uh uh fairies from Asgard and this and that and the third and like uh, Mr. Immortal shows up and right. it's like and they don't need a backstory for all this. They're just saying, Hey, by the way, the sandbox is a lot bigger.
0: Oh sure. It, it it's very much in terms of you never know who you're gonna meet. It's 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 you cross paths and, and Oh my God! That's you know that's Titania and that's Mister Fantastic and over there that's yeah the second Ant Man or whatever you know it's yeah. it's this really not necessarily
1: small world but like it just became a lot more populated. Yeah, and and with one word of dialogue, yeah. and it's like you're not getting a backstory for all these people. It's just so I'm I'm interested to see like how they slide Deadpool into the fold. And he would be a very interesting narrator into the incursion. Almost if they did it kind of like with DC. With like, I'm going to get real nerdy here for a second. <laughs> In the DC universe, there's a character called Psycho Pirate. And he's the only one that's ever aware that there was multiple iterations. Like how Batman used to be one way, and then they reset it for the New 52. Sure. And then after New 52, they do Rebirth. He's the only one that remembers these things. If they did that with Deadpool, where it's like, he kind of, but nobody believes him because oh, he's full of shit.
0: Oh, sort of uh what what was the 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 greek sorceress who could tell the future but cassandra was it cassandra whatever you say yeah, i'm i shake think my head. i think it's cassandra yeah she would she could tell the future but her curse was that no one would ever believe her oh yeah uh, so yeah like maybe deadpool can like he remembers the roger corman fantastic 4 or remembers like the 1960 uh, 68 uh animated Spider-Man universe, yeah. or
1: remembers the... That, whatever. Or that X-Men used to be a part of Fox. And, right, you know, right, like, right, right. Whatever. Right. You know, like, he might be the gatekeeper of that one, but I'm really interested to see how they do it, man. It's going to be a... every Everyone's going to go see this fucking movie. Like, I mean... Let's be real. Pretty much
0: everyone who's a comic book fan and worth their salt will be, yeah. I don't know that maybe... I don't know that it, it might not have the same appeal for the general audience, but... At this point it's kinda kinda hard not to know who Wolverine is at the very least. So even if you had no interest in Deadpool before, you hear the name Wolverine and Hugh Jackman and you're like, all right, let's go see what's going on with this foul mouthed mercenary.
1: I think most people like Ryan Reynolds. I I, I agree. I, he kinda grew into he was for a long time like very again, like a McGruber or something like that, in the sense of it was very one note, like very quippy, very this. And he was cast in that role a lot. Sure. And if that was funny to you, then he was the funniest fucking person on the planet. Yeah, he was Like, Danny like... McBride is kind of the same way. It's like, if this shit is funny to you, then this guy's gonna sure. be fucking hysterical. But he kind of never outgrew that until, like, much later when he finally got Deadpool, where he got the perfect role for it to, like, kind of all line up. He was really good in waiting, but mm-hmm. then he did waiting in every single role there forward, you know? Right. Ryan right. Reynolds did, at least.
0: He was the, the, the snarky,
1: sardonic... Uh, witty frat boy in, yeah. in kind of
0: every movie. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it and it's fine, but like now he's kind of gotten old enough, and like like the Mint Mobile and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's genuinely likable. So right. I know a lot of people that don't give a fuck about superhero movies that genuinely like Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool for sure. that reason. So I think everyone's gonna go see this movie, man. I know we didn't like drop any serious hammers onto what, but I just I brought up She Hulk in the sense of the fact that like. The world is bigger, and I like the fact that they just go, "Hey, guess what? You've watched this for 25 movies and eight TV shows now. Or right. There's hundreds upon hundreds of hours of Marvel content. Like it's just bigger because we say so. Right, and it's right, not, right. but they didn't do it in a way that's insulting to the audience. It's like obviously it's bigger. We think that only the 12 people that we're following at a time are the only superhumans sure, on the planet. Sure. Like. Fuck no. Right. This right. shit is an explosion and we don't have time to cover all of it. Right. Like,
0: there's a whole world outside of just the realm of the things that we've chosen to pay attention to. There's exactly.
1: already the right. superhero fatigue and, you right. know, critics and stuff are like, oh, I'm tired of this shit. So it's like, we're not telling you all of these stories, man. Right. Like, filling Color in. Right. Coloring. We'll, we'll give you the picture you can paint in, in the, you know. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll even give you the numbers. You can paint by numbers on this one, you know. Like, right. figure it out. So. I'm all about it though, man. Yeah, do you think finally we might get to see uh,
0: Hugh Jackman in the classic costume? Man, I uh, fucking hope so. I mean, if you're gonna do it, that
1: would be the time to do it, right? I, I really do. I mean, they tease it in the Wolverine and the deleted features on mm-hmm. the DVD, mm-hmm. which cool. Like, I'm glad that that exists, but like, let's actually put the mask on and the <coughs> the.
0: Do you want the Do you want the blue and gold or the yellow and gold suit? or or uh,
1: brown and gold. suit. Man, I'm a big fan of the the tan and the tan one, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The uh, yeah, the, the brown and, and light brown right. yeah, combination. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if they go yellow and black or yellow and dark blue, I'm fine with that too, man. Like I like the brown one the best, but as long as we just get the like the the wing mask and the, give me the all boots that shit and all the yeah, yeah. Bro, give me all that shit. Yeah.
0: I I mean, I again, if we're going to buy a, a a a world where we can I mean, Ryan Reynolds, ostensibly one of the most attractive men on the planet at this point, and he has a whole movie where his entire face is covered, and it's sold, and and people went and saw it, so I think we can probably afford to put a mask on, ostensibly, the other hottest person on the planet.
1: Yeah, both have been marked as the, what is the sexiest man alive? Sexiest man. man alive, yeah. So, Yeah. I'm for it, though, man. Deadpool 3. Coming soon. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, my guy? Uh, I also enjoy tennis. Also, I like tennis. Um, well, cool. On that note, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, partaking in us. Uh, or parta- how, What am I trying to say here? Letting partaking us, in the what you've been watching. Letting us play our silly little games. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. Um, on that note, go see a movie. And uh, talk about it with somebody that you love. Deuces.